your source for community. Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. Good morning and welcome to Arts R Us. I'm Noreen Mitchell. I'm in the studio this morning with Karen Cassian, my co-host. Good morning, Karen. Good morning, Noreen. And we're very pleased to welcome to the studio Delight Rogers. Good morning, Delight. Good morning. And thanks for joining us. Very happy to be here. Delight, you're a mixed media artist, a teacher, a photographer, but you're currently showing with the Huntsville Art Society a new members show in Partners Hall. But I don't think you're actually new to, to Partners Hall, are you? I was... I. Uh, involved in one other event there through the Huntsville Art Society, and that was Square Foot North. Uh, and that was my first involvement with a show with the Society. How and was that experience? It went very well. I learned a lot, uh, met a lot of uh, new people. It was interesting to meet other members of the Art Society as well, because I hadn't before. And I did make uh, some contacts that kind of combined with people that knew a bit about me from my Instagram account and had a opportunity to have a solo show as a result of my work being seen there. So that was, was pretty was fantastic. Quite, I think it was quite successful, that show, for the first time. It's, Did all your three pieces sell? None of my pieces sold. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, anyway, you had the experience, right? I do. And it didn't hold you back because you're in there now with Let Us Introduce You. That's right. Um, so what motivated you to participate in this new show? Just wanting to be a part of the different events that are going on in the Huntsville or Muskoka Arts community. I'm new to it and I'm new to putting my art out there into the world. So just trying to take opportunities that fit with where I am with my art right now and take advantage of them. And also um, it seemed like a, a good safe place to start. I was going to say it's a brave thing to do, put your art out there to the world, isn't it? Yeah. It, a few times after a while it must get mundane, but yeah, I think it's very brave. It took me a long time to get brave enough. I probably <laughs> dragged my feet on that part for a couple extra years that I shouldn't have, but I'm finally out there, so that's good. You were getting more experience while you were waiting. That's right. Yeah. Were you affected at all by COVID-19? Um, I wasn't so much personally affected, but because of being a, an in-classroom teacher, uh, I was impacted that way with sort of the switches from in-person teaching to remote teaching. Um, but a good silver lining on that was with the extra time at home. I was going to say, you have a daughter, so how did that affect you? Um, she was at home, too. Mm-hmm. So we were there, which kind of worked, and she had me as a teacher support, so she could do um, just to help her with her work as well. I did take advantage of the extra time while I was at home and took a number of different art workshops and classes. Online? I did, and it just was an amazing opportunity to kind of deep dive into it. What does art making mean to you? Um, it's just, it's, it's play. It's experimental. It's exploring. It's expressing. I, I'm, very, I'm a very intuitive, intuitive painter. I don't tend to start with a plan. And if I do, I never follow through on it. It's just, uh, it's almost like an escape. I equate it uh, to, to a large novel, maybe a large, I love to do large canvases. And the bigger they are, the better it is because they take me that much longer to create and be with. Because at the end of a painting, I'm always a little sad that that relationship that I've had daily for so long is is coming to an end. You're a teacher, as you mentioned. And where do you teach? 
I'm currently on leave from teaching, but prior to that, I was teaching at Youthdale Treatment Center in Magnetowan. Oh, and how did you come to be a teacher? Um, it was a second career for me that I stepped into when I was beginning parenthood. Uh, it just fit well with raising three kids, having the same schedule as them, and having a consistent income. Prior to that, I ran a photography business in Toronto, and it was a little bit hard to maintain once I had little kids to manage. And you transitioned from photography to mixed media. Do you still do photography? I do do photography a lot now. After having it as my, my business for many years, it took me a while to get back to loving it for just the pleasure of taking photographs. But uh, I'm definitely back there now. I take photographs every day. And uh, I'd never actually done a lot of painting since school. And I took my first arts or mixed media course at Circling Hawks nearly 15 years ago. That's in Berks Falls. And I absolutely fell in love with mixed media. And it just, I never looked back. I've just, I spent a lot of years exploring different forms of it and definitely love it. Is there a connection with your photography to your painting or do you, is it all in your head? Well, painting? you know what? I didn't necessarily see the connection uh, until recently, but when I was a photographer, my business was taking promotional and publicity photos in the entertainment industry, and they were portraits, essentially. And now I find myself doing, doing mm -hmm. a lot of invented portraits. And that's mostly from your imagination. They really are. Yeah. So you're not using reference photos in any way? I'm not. I just, at some point, once I've done a few layers and done markings, I spend a lot of time just looking at the painting in different lighting, turning it different ways upside, yeah, different directions and see what shows up. Before photography, you studied archaeology. I did. Uh, tell us about that, because I believe that you have a relationship between archaeology and what you're doing now. And I agree. Yes, that was... Um, my first degree, archaeology, I did that at Queen's University. I started out in political science. I'm not really sure. By the end of first year, I ended up in archaeology. Um, I did have the opportunity to work with the University of Montreal uh, excavating in northern Greece for four summers. And I think that was, was part of the lure. <laughs> I, was, I was so jealous when I, I saw yeah. that. I love Greece. But to me, there's also an element of philosophy in what you do. And I can't help but think that's imbued by classical antiquity and all that stuff. I, I see that for sure. And close friends of mine who kind of know my background in archaeology even see with the layers. And I tend to put on layers, peel parts off, um, have sort of older things showing through to the top layers. And they, oh, so there's yeah. a connection. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. So I, I was going to ask uh, you to explain a little bit about your method in your technique, because I have seen your workshop on your website, which is wonderful. And I urge anybody to go there and you'll get a good sense of what it is you do. Would you agree? Yes, I think it's uh, it'll definitely give all the basics of, of the, the, my style of mixed media. I hope to have a new um, online workshop coming out. My goal was to have it done this winter. So. I still have some time. You still have some winter <laughs> left. So you start with a substrate of some kind. Substrate of some kind, and it really doesn't matter what it is, whether it's wood, canvas, anything I can find, really. And um, I'll put on old newspaper clippings, vintage paper, I'll layer. So I just use um, a gel medium, and I just layer on different things that are around, things I found, things that are on my art table. And it's just kind of exploring, just but to see. You, don't, you haven't collected a pile of things. <clears throat> Excuse me. You, you just 
as you're doing it, you find something? Yeah, That's often it's just the things that are around or the things that I've, have recently come into my hands. But then, I mean, I have done that where I've collected a pile of things that are appealing to me that day. And that's where I start. But often those early layers are absolutely gone in the final piece. Well, they're there still. (laughs) They are there. And there's always a layer of journaling in there as well, which I tend to use positive affirmations. Is that, is that spontaneous or do you have a collection of things which you pull from? Is it just in the moment? Out of my brain. Yeah. Out in the moment. And I just, I like the idea that, um, when that piece goes to someone, that that's in there, all that positivity. And yeah, even if you can't see it, it could it's be incorporated. A, sing, a single word or sometimes a phrase. Um, and sometimes you leave an element of it, right? Like I do. Like hidden sort of emerging kind of yeah. through the layers. Yeah, the creative that's right. process at work. It's lovely. And you have been called, um, I think there's a description of your work as divine feminine punk elegance. Would you agree? <laughs> I, I like that. I mean, I absolutely love it. Um, I certainly wouldn't have described my work that way myself, but it, it's wonderful to have that outside objective perspective. And and I definitely, after having had that said about me, I, I do see that in my work. Um, and it's actually been neat because it's kind of ten- caused me to focus more on those elements, the nature and it combining with the divine feminine. Well, you've called yourself a forager of inspirations. So uh, you mentioned nature and all of these other things you collect. Uh, where else do you get inspiration or do you want to describe your inspiration? Um, uh, as far as sometimes in the, in the final layers, when I'm trying to decide about clothing, hats and different things that might go on in the photo around the woman that I've created, I will look at vintage portraits. It's an easy thing to search on Pinterest and I'll look at, uh, yeah, antique or vintage portraiture to get inspiration. We're speaking about old times. It's a little bit of time now to take a little break. and We're going to come back with Delight Rogers and talk more about her art. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. We're back on Arts R Us. I'm Noreen Mitchell with Karen Cassian, and our guest today is Delight Rogers. And Delight was explaining her divine feminine punk elegance style of work. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> Um, maybe we could talk about uh, the pieces that you have on show right now and let us introduce you. And I know that you have waiting, being human, and lightkeeper. Maybe you have a choice there that you might want to speak about. Um, I would choose, I would like to talk about waiting. Okay. Um, it's one that I created this summer that I just absolutely love. And um, interestingly, I've been trying to pull back and create work. Sometimes it isn't a female figure attempting to maybe fit in more to the Muskoka art theme and art community. That's a Don't transition too isn't much. It? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, it was a big floral piece. And then um, the woman in it just, she, she wanted to be there with the daisies. Yeah. That yes. And that, so that was supposed to just be floral and she kind of just showed up and came out of, out of the big flower and, I love it. I don't know where I, I saw this, but I found that you wrote wade into your divine femininity, embrace the sacred feminine to fully realize your divine essence, stand in all your power and create a more harmonious world. It's very powerful. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I don't think I've read that since I wrote it. It, it does sound good. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think you sound good with a lot of the things you write. I, I really do think you have a poetic sensibility, and I appreciate your Facebook posts. I'm, I don't, I'm a voyeur on Facebook, and I appreciate, too, that it's public, that I was able to see things. Thank you for that. I really uh, do feel I know you better from that. And you, you have um, a website shop. I didn't see that. So tell us what you sell on your website shop. Um, I sell my artwork on my abs- on my website, essentially. Just your art- artwork. And then I have, I have the free right now, the online workshop. And I will eventually have more workshops that, that will be, you'll be able to access on the website as well. I, I think, though, we should na- say what the name of the webshop, uh, sorry, the online workshop is. It's uh, Paper Mosaic Angel Wings. And who doesn't need an angel in their home? <laughs> yeah, anyway. that's a lovely title. It, yes, isn't it? I've said that. Who doesn't need an angel? <laughs> anyway, um, I do think that uh, you must spend a lot of time in the uh, literary world as well as the artistic world. I do. I definitely um, love words and, and have done, had, had various different opportunities to do writing and have it published in my younger Speaking of publication, I read, there was some, time. I, read, yeah. I read something very exciting about a publication that's coming out uh, or has come out by the time this is uh, aired, and that is Arboreal. Could you tell us about Arboreal magazine? Um, yes, I don't know a lot about it. It's the inaugural issue. Um, a friend of mine who is a poet had let me know that they were um, looking for artist submissions as well. So I put in um, some pieces and I'm having one published. It should be, we should be able to see it, I think, yes, by the time the show's aired. It's, um... Where, what platform is it on? Is it online? It will be, it's going to be online through Instagram, but there'll also be paper. Oh. Paper and digital copies available. Wow. Oh, yeah. We'll have to look for that. Mm-hmm. And where is it coming from, do you know? It's coming from, I believe, Ohio. Oh, wow. It's, it's two uh, young men there that have uh, started the magazine. And how did they find you? I found them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So you're actually, I read something in a Facebook post about your um, question about whether you should focus on your online work or whether you should focus on your community of art. And uh, would you like to talk about that conundrum? Um, Sure. I had originally thought that online would be the best uh, path for me because you can reach so many more people and living where I am in Berks Falls. there's, I'm not in a big city center where it might be easier to tap into uh, more in-person opportunities. Um, but I have had the most success and the most rewarding experiences in my in-person um, experiences through the Huntsville Arts Society and a few other things I've been involved in. <clears throat> Doing the work face-to-face, or sorry, um, interacting about my art face-to-face is just, it's pretty powerful. And seeing my work in person think you almost need to to be able to see the layers and capture what it's all about and touch it sometimes and you don't mind that too much absolutely not and i'm a toucher i can't resist touching artwork especially if it's got texture to it and we need let's encourage people to go and see the show let us introduce you while it's still on yeah that's Um, right and they can check out your work february 28th yeah (laughs) yes they can touch it that's (laughs) unusual isn't it not many artists say that do you have somewhere that you paint regularly in your home or outside? I mean, I don't think you do much outside, but I, I do. I paint outside whenever possible. Oh. That's fall. 
well, spring, summer, fall. In the winter, I'm inside. I have most of my favorite art supplies on a cart that I wheel around with me Aww. to wherever the best lighting or best sunshine is. Um, so, yeah, I move around my house. And then when the weather's nice enough, I move around my yard and decks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a video. That would be fun. <laughs> do you Today. also have a routine? Uh, a schedule kind of for yourself? I do now, and that's fairly new, but uh, the mornings are dedicated to actual creation of art each morning, and that's uh, been really good because I'm now consciously planning around that time. And then I put in some time in the evenings working on the, the website and the, and the sort of the business end of things. Um, you were part of the Hoppy Holiday Market at Canvas brewery last year um how did you find that and would you recommend it to other artists? it's an amazing uh it's an amazing market it's got uh just everything you can imagine there were a few artists there and i believe we all had a really successful time um how many artists were there i, I, I went and thought it was amazing i want to say maybe half a dozen but that's that's there just a guess yeah no i think there were. so i, I guess I, i'm thinking about actual artists with painting Oh, There's probably okay, okay. much more. Yes. Got it. I think that was the second year. I, I, I have missed it, I must say. And so this would be the third year. Has it been, have you heard something about whether it's being offered again? I believe it will be. Uh-huh. And um, I think it grew a lot from the first year to this year and will continue to grow. I'd like to encourage more of our members, the Art Society members, to join that. Because I thought it was a great gathering. Of- it was. It really was. Yes. Uh I wanted to go back to a bit about your canvases. Uh, when you said you do large canvases, you, how do you choose and what happens when you come to a fresh canvas? Um, I just kind of start throwing things on it, gluing them on. I often will have a canvas in the background when I'm working on one and it'll be almost my paint palette. So that I've got all the markings from what I've, what I've just done there. I, it's, it's easier than starting with a blank canvas is there a special way that you have to preserve it for a long period of time what do you well i use an archival medium in creating the layers and then i have a a heavy archival finish on the top as well do you do commissions um i do i'm actually doing my first commission right now um and that's going really well i wasn't sure how that would go with a a time parameter and specific color palette and a and an intention behind it that was new for me so and what would someone say to you if they want a commission of work? Because it's not real. It's, it's in your imagination. So what kind of thing? Again, I was sort of, I, I was told about the person I'm making it for, the, who, who they are as a person and their interests, and then a, given a color palette. And the intention was just something inspiring and uplifting. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. What size canvas is this going to be? It's, uh, or is it on, rather? It's 24 by 36. Mm-hmm believe yes so somebody gives you kind of a uh an outline and then you go with that yeah and this is the first for me but i've absolutely loved it and i love it's almost done and i love what's come out of it it's really different than what i've been doing recently and and when sorry things often turn out quite different than when you start and always 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 yeah Mm -hmm. they they do a lot they have a lot of evolutions along the way okay do you have some future plans regarding your art practice? Um, um, new big plan. Well, actually, I have two shows coming up as a guest artist. Uh, the month of June, my art will be at the uh, Arts at the, Al- at the Albion for the month of June. In Gravenhurst. 
in mm-hmm. Gravenhurst. And then in the month of July, I've been invited as a guest artist to uh, the Annex in Bracebridge. Oh, cool. Well, you're really covering Muskoka. Yes. And <laughs> save a couple of paintings for the art crawl because we have a member show in June at Partners Hall. Oh, wonderful. It'd be great to have you. And work. you mentioned a new art t- t- tutorial on your website. And would you like to tell us your website? My website is, is my name, so delightrogers.com. Fairly easy to find. And I'm very active on Instagram, and I tend to have a lot of uh, videos of my process and things I'm up to on there. And I mentioned Facebook as well. So have we missed anything? I think you've covered it. <laughs> you have a newsletter too. I do. Um, it's not something I'm, I'm doing regularly yet, but I do have a newsletter. Yet. Well, I think that's, that's quite good. a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot of work for you to carry on with a business and do those beautiful pieces of art at the same time. Anyway, thank you very much for yeah. coming in and telling us about it. Thank you, Delight. Oh. It was wonderful meeting you. Thank you both. It was uh, very enjoyable for me, too. And we'll see you at the opening. Karen, we do want to talk a little bit about some of the other things happening in town, in Huntsville and around. What would you have today? Well, I have the Huntsville Music Festivals coming up, and that will be on March 2nd. And it will be followed by um, Festival of the Stars, and that's on March 5th. Beauty and the Beast, uh, which is the spring musical for the Huntsville Festival of the Arts, that's on March 23rd to April 2nd, and you can buy tickets at the Algonquin Theatre. Uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? The Huntsville, Huntsville Theatre Company is producing that. It will be on stage at the Algonquin Theatre, and that's February 23rd, 24th, and two on the 25th matinee. And that's it for me. What, what about The Sound of Music? Well, The Sound of Music in Bracebridge at the Reen Case Theater. And do you have the dates for that? Yeah, the February 23rd to March the 4th. So well, there's a bit of overlap with yeah, the Super Afraid of Well, yeah. yeah, I've got my tickets for that. Yeah. I look forward to it. Yeah. Anyway, it's hard to make decisions these days. I know. I'm going to talk a bit about the visual arts. Uh, as we mentioned, let us introduce you by the Huntsville Arts Society. New members is on until February 28th. And um, at the Huntsville Hospice, we have Stephanie Ackroyd for the month of February. And coming up at Huntsville Public Library will be Tiffany Monk. Currently, uh, it's uh, actually Tiffany's there now. And Summit Center, uh, the Chapel Gallery has a show on called Behind the Iron Forest. I went over to look at it. It's really cool. And it combines glass, wood, and metal. It's very interesting. And in Chapel Gallery itself in Bracebridge, the Muskoka Arts and Crafts Group provide, present uh, three people, actually three artists there, Jane Spencer, Larry Carroll, and Richard Mann, uh, present The Soul of Algonquin. That's February 24th, Saturday, March the 11th. And I also wanted to mention a call that's uh, going to close shortly, and that is the call for the summer show. You do not have to be a member of the Muskoka Arts and Crafts to apply for that. That's their big fundraising show that's in Annie Williams Park. That call closes on February the 28th. And then the, the earlier, earlier in is the call for um, the spring show. And that is also, that's a member show that is uh, closing on February 24th. And I will just mention, as I usually do, try and bring to your attention, because this is radio, sound art of nasa.ca, New Adventures in Sound Art, and NASA Radio. And you just go to that website and you'll find out a lot about their Deep Wireless Festival 
and many more things happening up there in South River. I just want to mention, too, that um, the next show at the Summit Centre will be the Huntsville Arts Society, and that uh, uh, starts April 4th, I think. And I runs think they came up with a title, too. Something about Color, souls. Colors of, of Our soul. soul. Yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, there's lots happening, mm-hmm. and lots of art everywhere. Look for it and enjoy, and uh, there's only 100 Bay Radio. We, we are Muskoka. Are Muskoka.